Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Shelly Howard, and she's going to teach how to send your student to college without losing your mind or your money. Shelly is a certified independent college strategist and counselor and the CEO of College Ready. And she knows how to get you, your, your kids, your, your students into school without going bankrupt, without going totally crazy, because, you know, this is a very expensive proposition in this day and age to get an education. Is it not, Shelly? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. You know, when I saw your resume, I said, geez, we got to have this person on because there's so many people suffering right now trying to get their kids into the schools. It it is actually a bigger problem than most people want to admit. And unfortunately, if you leave this decision up to your 15, 16 or 17 year old, they have no concept of what 300,000 in debt will mean to their future. They don't even know what that would mean to the, how long they would have to work for free. And they don't want to work for free. So if you speak their language, they get it and they can, they can grasp it and have a better understanding of how to make good choices. You know, and, and the other thing parents have to realize that if you start at a very early age and save that the magic of compound interest takes you a long way there to helping some of that debt go down. And it depends on where they save, right? Because the FAFSA looks at some assets and they don't look at others. So it's not just about saving, it's about the right place to save. So that's the, that's the kind of work we help our families understand is we, we help the student build their best resume, be the best version of them, which, oh, by the way, will get them through life while helping the family get their financial house in order so they can get the most merit and grants that are available. That is the magic of a debt-free degree. You know, and it's very complicated now, isn't it, Shelley, that this is not something that is black and white. I mean, there are so many hidden potholes that people can get into and make mistakes along the way. Absolutely. When you think about how complex it is. I often get parents saying, you know, this is nothing like it was when I went to school. And I agree. When I graduated from high school, I remember asking my parents if I should even go to college. And I applied to two and I got into both. And it was really quite simple. I I didn't really stress over it too much. Now, my own children, I have four of my own and actually an Italian exchange student. So I consider that five teenagers and all of them have had a different path. The important point is helping students to figure out who they are, why it matters, and then finding the perfect match school, academic fit, social fit and financial fit 
is all part of growing up. And our goal is not just to get them into college. It's to get them to graduate from college with a job with no debt. I know it's a lot to ask, but that's the goal. And and just uh, let's bring it home a little bit. How much does it cost for a student to get into a bachelor's degree at Harvard, Yale, Princeton, or Stanford right now? You're looking at about 70000 a year. Wow. And it could be a little more. It could be a little less, depending, do you live at home? Depending on, do you have to fly internationally? I mean, there's a lot of the housing, the food, you know, sorority, whatever it is. That's just kind of the baseline. And I tell parents all the time, you would never let your teenager buy a home. But a lot of people live in a home that's a lot less than a college education. And so when you look at it as the price of somebody's home, it gets very real of how people should, you know, weigh their, their options. Okay. And what about a year of medical school or law school in one of these expensive schools? How much is that going to cost? Well, again, it depends on. So my son who went to Harvard pre-med graduated without debt. Therefore, he entered medical school debt-free and he came back to California to a UC school. So he was a UC resident. Therefore, he got a much uh, less expensive medical degree. And now he's an orthopedic uh, resident at UCLA, another California-based school. So I believe he did it the cheapest way possible. And I, I, I will tell you, it can be massive if you live off your your student loans, or it can be very minimal if you do it the right way. Yeah, and this is what I want to tell people. I mean, you know, people have this idea, I'm going to go to Harvard for medical school. Well, that may be good, or it may be bad. You know, it really depends on what you want to do, you know, at the same time. I'm a Canadian. I went through my Canadian medical schools. I then went to the University of Minnesota for my dermatology training. So I got through my entire education without any debt. I, I, I got through med school without debt. I got through my, my pre-med without debt. So I was able to do it without having to get this. 500,000, a million dollars in debt along the way. So when I wanted to retire at the age of 65, I was able to say, well, I'm ready to go on to something else. I don't need this anymore. I don't have to work until I'm 70 or 75 or 80. I was able to, to get my house at a very early age without having to pay, get into a huge amount of debt. And even though interest rates were insane back then, <laughs> I, I mean, really insane compared they are now, I was able to do it and pay it off very quickly without having to go into this debt cycle that people get into. And, and really, this debt cycle is something that's very dangerous. I tell um, young people all the time to look at return on investment, and they're a little bit perplexed because they don't teach that in high school. But as an entrepreneur, that is what drives me every single day is, does that make sense for the bottom line? So when I help a student think about what is the right path for them, a lot will have to do with what major they pick and what career they can get with that major. 
is it fair to go into $300,000 worth of debt if they're going to get out of college and make $23,000 a year? These students are not thinking it all the way through, and the families are leaving it up to the students on a lot of cases. And then I said, then there's the double debt sentence where you marry somebody who has massive debt, and now you're really in trouble. So our goal when when we help students is to know how generous a school is before they apply. Because if they can't afford it, it would be like buying a house and figuring out how to pay for it after. It does not make financial sense. So it's all about mindset and helping families have this tough discussion. I had a student this year who got into Stanford and Harvard. One of them was free. One of them was full price. They picked the full price because they like the name better. That is something I cannot teach people. And if they have the money and they want to do that, you know, good on them. But for all the rest of us who don't want to do it that way, there's a a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And I I think that's important. And for everybody, the opportunity is different and the opportunity is there. Because when you go to a particular school, you don't go to the school just because it's the school. You're actually choosing your colleagues, your spouse, everything along the way for your entire life. So these are things that you have to take into the equation. Is that not right, Shelley? Absolutely. And when I sit down with families, I have them have um, prioritize. Are you really looking for the academic fit, the, the intellectual learning? Are you looking for the social fit? Are you looking for the D1 basketball or football school, sorority life? What is that? Are you looking for the financial fit? Do you want to go for free? Are you willing to pay? And are you willing to go into debt? And then prioritize them because if financial is first, that's a very different application season than if, you know, money's no object, let's go and have some fun. So it's important to have this discussion with your children before they apply, because most people will say, oh, we'll figure it out after they get in. That's got to be a really hard discussion on that family who really can't afford it. And now their child got in. Yeah. And and parents have to think twice about how they get their kids into school. I know some top American actors and actresses that that got their kids into schools on the sly, so to speak, and then they had to go to jail to pay for it. And and that's not correct either, is it, Shelley? The sad part is, is what did it tell their children? You know, I talked to my own high school children and I said, if that was me, which I could never fathom doing that. But what would that do to you personally, where I'm saying, I don't think you're good enough to get into a school I think you need to go to? To me, that's a tragedy. I mean, when my son got into Harvard, we thought it was a joke. We thought somebody was literally playing a joke on him. And it was so unreal and and surreal. And then when they, they paid to send us out there to tour the school, it was just so Like, is this really happening? Because that was never something really on our radar. So I think a lot of it has to do with mindset and letting the student know that, you know, there's plenty of schools. They're going to end up at the best school for them. It happens year after year. And that's what I love families to understand. Yeah, it is very important to understand that. And, and, and so on, you know, gave me the greatest privilege, uh, 
when in the last couple of years that I actually spoke at Harvard uh, University, you know, so it, it's a great privilege to be in a university like that. And I can understand the achievement of having attended something like that and having it on your resume. So, so what are colleges really looking for and how can your child stand out along the way? So it's very different than it even was two years ago. So we can talk pre-pandemic or we can talk current. I'm going to talk current. The reality is what they're looking for is a student, who they are, and what matters to them. Because I had three students this year with a perfect 5.0 and a perfect 36 ACT. Like it doesn't get any better than that, right? Then Then you're like, okay, so how? what else can I do? Well, if you're competing against, you know, a 3% acceptance rate, you better do something else because all the students are applying like that. Every one of them has a perfect 5.0 and a perfect ACT score. They're amazing what these kids are driven to do. And so I help them understand colleges are not looking for perfect. They're looking for someone who is going to show up contribute to the education, offer something as being part of that university, a club, a school leadership, exit with a great job and wear their their, uh, college letters well, so to say, that diploma on the wall. Because then they're advertising. When you go in and you see a doctor and you see something on the wall, you're like, wow, I really like that doctor. That school must be quite amazing. I tell people it is a business. Don't forget one second that college is a business and you must approach it as such. They need you as much as you need them. It is not one-sided. If they don't have students, they are not in business. So it's important that you realize that you are valuable to a college and therefore they're willing to offer you an opportunity. That's where the important piece of all this comes together is getting that mindset in the right place. Yeah. You know, when I went through and I got my medical degree and my first residency at the University of Alberta, I wanted to get into dermatology and it was very, very tough. I mean, the dermatology was very tough when I was competing for people in Canada. Uh, when I went to Ottawa, for example, there were people that had already been pathologists that had already completed a lot of uh, immunochemistry, et cetera, like that. So me just being a person coming out was very difficult. And so I looked to the United States and there were many, many more schools there, but they wanted certain things. And one thing I decided to do during my residency is to become a person that learned how to write and how to do academia work. Because one thing every institution needs is somebody that can help them with their research projects. So by doing a bunch of these projects, when I was in my residency, I became a sought after person. I became a person that they wanted. Why? Because I was different. I could help them with the jobs that they needed done. And so I was able to get a good uh, position at the University of Minnesota in the, in dermatology. And, you know, it stood me in good measure because 
Uh, dermatology at the University of Minnesota was mainly surgically oriented. They had lasers. They had all these other toys that they didn't get into Canada until many, many years later. So I was ahead of the pack and I led the pack for many, many years. That's outstanding. That is exactly what colleges are looking for. So in answer to your question, what you just described is so important for students to understand is you found an opportunity that you were willing to do that help you stand out. That's a standout strategy. You did it just intuitively versus somebody saying you have to do this. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I, I think is so important to do for anybody that wants to stand out in this day and age. You know, when I, when I look, you know, I'm in Canada, so I look at hockey players and there are only 722 players across 32 uh, teams. So if you want to be a hockey player that wants to be in the league and are not the top notch, the, not the guys that are the number one and number two, uh, like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, you know, if you're not, you better have a strategy to get a position because otherwise you're not going to make it. It's the same thing. And in, in, in the business world, it's the same type of thing. You can either be a worker or you can do something to set yourself apart and go into management or operations or, you know, any level. It, it all comes down to making yourself valuable to an institution or a company. That holds true for students. And so when people ask me how my son got into seven top tier schools, I am first to tell him he didn't have a perfect GPA and he didn't have a perfect test score, but he had an amazing resume. And that resume helped him to stand out like no other. And, and I think in this day and age where so many kids are perfect in their marks, perfect in their, their test scores that the schools are really looking for people. They're really looking for individuals that are going to make a difference with the world. And they're really looking for people that are not going to get burnt out. They're not going to do, uh, you know, go into medicine for a couple of years and leave because uh, it's too stressful. The world's crazy and things like that. I mean, COVID has shown us how stressful this all can be. Yeah. And some students are weathering it really well. We have some students in our program that are actually doing better because now the social pressures are not as much. The parties, the, the, the big decisions where other social students are struggling because they feel locked in. They feel like the world has closed in on them. So we spend a lot of time helping the student get through this mentally how do I succeed during times of turmoil? And we call it lemons to lemonade. A lot of students want to believe they can just write on their application. I couldn't because of COVID. I couldn't do community service. I couldn't do leadership. I couldn't do extracurricular. I'm telling you, all my students did stuff during COVID. We just did it safely. We figured out how to pivot and not use it as an excuse. Do you think that the college readers of applications are so tired of hearing because of COVID I couldn't? Absolutely. 
you know, I, I'm actually tired of society saying <laughs> we're not, we can't do this because of COVID, uh, that there are supply chain difficulties because of COVID, that we can't, you know, we have staffing problems because of COVID. We've had all these problems forever, you know. Isn't it time you learned of a strategy to get above it rather than blame? Isn't it time to really make things happen and and really rise above the situation? I think that's a healthy place for students to learn. And so by by encouraging them, don't accept because of COVID, but let's figure out in spite of COVID, what are we going to do? That's teaching them a mindset that's going to help them when they graduate from college and get a job. Because as you know, that's not as that's not as easy as people might think. Getting into college is not the end. It's the middle. And that's the part people sometimes lose focus of. And and once you get the job, remember, you work to live. You don't live to work. So it's not it doesn't end there. It keeps (laughs) on going. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I remember reading a book, Do What You Love and the Money Will Come. And I'm not talking about everybody just doing nothing and enjoying a passion. But I do believe I get to wake up every day and talk to students about their future and help them plan. I can't imagine any uh, passion that I would rather do. So I do believe that there is an intersection of doing what you enjoy and actually making a living of it. And so that is what I try to help students understand. It's not all or nothing. There, there's some areas that they get to use their gifts and their talents to be successful. So, Shelly, big question. How do you send your students to college without losing your money or your mind? It's all about planning. If I had to put it into one word, it would be plan. The second word would be strategize. It. The, the easiest way to simplify this for people is everybody has had one job at some point in their life. If you walked into the interview and you were dressed disheveled and you had no experience and no application, did you really plan to win that job? No. If you had taken the time to prepare and had a resume and dress properly and, you know, learned proper etiquette, Would you plan that you're going to get the job if you're qualified? So by just signing up and applying to college, that is not a good strategy for success. So what we do is we help families every step of the way. We start with students as young as when they promote from eighth grade, because that's when colleges start to count their community service and leadership and extracurricular. So it doesn't start their senior year when you're like, oh, my gosh, they're leaving for college. If you're there, it's not too late, but it's more of a fire hose that we have to go through versus a gentle, encouraging, fun environment. And we do get seniors and we do give them the fire hose of this is what we need to do now, but they're older and they can handle it when we get them young. That's how we do it without losing your mind or your money, because it's very simple. And, you know, it starts in simple things as well. My uh, wife speaks to our grandchildren every day and finds out what they did in kindergarten and grade one and grade six and finds out what they're doing 
And she encourages them, helps them along the way, helps them with the little things. You know, every weekend they're over for dinner. They're over to help, you know. So, you know, it's also starts with the family unit. It really is important to to have these values and to build these values. You know, I, I think too many times we forget and too many parents are working two jobs in the family. They forget about their children. They forget about mentoring. They forget about helping them. And then they get into the vices and the problems that go along the way. And that's an important point is if you've chosen a career as an adult where you don't have time to help them, that's okay, but get them help. Their high school counselor is, they have hundreds, sometimes thousands of students They are not equipped to talk about the social fit or the financial fit. They don't know your child and they don't know where they're going to be successful. They don't know what your family can and can't afford. So to assume the high school's taking care of this is a bit of a problem. And so seeking help as you would a tax advisor, an attorney, a doctor, people who can help you make good decisions this is something that will help get your family through this without losing your mind or your money. You know, and I always say to everybody, if you have a goal, one of the simplest places to start is with a book. And and books are really some of the simplest teachers. There's a lot of wisdom in them, and they are a shortcut to finding things out. And, and Shelly, you've written a book called How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. Uh, how can people get a copy of that book? So I am happy to, um, well, first, you can go right now and order it online on Amazon. But I'm happy to gift your listeners a free copy of my book by going to book, B-O-O-K dot collegeReadyplan.com. Just say that they heard it on your show and I will absolutely gift them a book because I think every family should have the opportunity for this type of uh, success. Thank you so much, Yelly. And we'll make sure that goes in the show notes as well so people can get an opportunity to look at that and, and help their families. It's so generous of you to do that. Uh, and if you need to get in touch with Shelly and you're thinking, you know, your child's just born or they're starting off or they're in junior high or they're in high school and, and they're going through this quagmire and want to get into college and, and you see this as something that's important to them, how can they get in touch with you? The best way is going on our website. So that's www.collegeReadyplan.com. And you can either um, go on my speaker page. I do a lot of talks to organizations like National Charity League, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. I love, I don't charge a thing. I lead with the love of giving knowledge. They can also reach me for a free complimentary discovery call where I will spend time with them answering their questions. So I am completely available to your listeners. Perfect. Thank you, Shelley. And thank you so much for being here. You are a fount of knowledge and you help so many people. You, you have a probably a very special place in heaven because of, of the help you give people. That would be a wonderful thing to uh, appreciate for sure. But I, I've seen what it's done for my own children. 
you know, graduating without debt, my son made $106,000 his very first job, 23 years old and no debt. So when people say, is it worth it? Oh, yes, it's worth it. I promise it will be worth it. That's why I'm on a mission to reach a million families and let them know this is possible for their family as well. Perfect. And I'm sure you're going to achieve it. And I suspect that's going to be a small number of the number of people you help by not just the primary person you're helping and the primary family, because there's offshoots of that. And, you know, you help two people who will help two people and so on and so on and so on. I think those those numbers will grow exponentially. And that is the hope. Uh, I remember I was on Fox 5 News being interviewed and their their listenership was over a million. And I'm like, I did it. And then it just didn't feel right. <laughs> I'm like, but that's just not exactly the way I wanted to do it. So um, the more we can share with people that there is hope, there is opportunity is really the mission that College Ready stands behind. And, and that's why I love to be in this podcast media, because it stays out there forever and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And it it keeps on making things in a different way than the standard news channels do. Agreed. Okay. Well, thank you, Shelley, for being here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Shelley Howard, who's a college strategist. She speaks on college strategy. She helps people get into college. And she's the author of How to Send Your Student to College Without Losing Your Mind or Your Money. Check the show notes and you can get a free copy of this book. Dr. Leica here. Hope to talk to you soon. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Fantastic.